Well, good morning, good afternoon, where, whatever time it is, wherever the hell you are. Across the table from me, who's got a glass, what is it, 10, 10 o'clock, 10.30? Yeah, 10.30. In 1030. the morning. Yeah. Got a good start. It's all right. Uh, yeah, although the, the hot pepper kind of <laughs> uh, takes the cake. Yeah. <laughs> Just before coming to air, Roman, what, uh, pronounce your last name, Roman? Afritsina. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm Ukrainian and I can't pronounce the bloody name. <laughs> Anyways. We got up this morning, and uh, we had started off last night with some scotch, and we tried some basic chemistry, and Romans learned a couple things about scotch and how a few drops of water can change it. Yeah. He's a convert. Uh, Regular chemist. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. So, uh, Buck, what do you want to talk about? We've pretty much covered everything in the last... Yeah, we've had some good chats in the last few hours, uh, last night, and... This morning, so... Why don't we start about start with where you grew up? Where were you born? Okay. Uh, yeah, so I was born in Toronto, concrete jungle of all places. How uh, old were you when you left it? Oh, that's interesting because uh, I got shipped off to a boarding school out in Manitoba. So I left, yeah. Uh, well, back then, how, how did you get sent off to school? Uh, it's parents call man uh yeah, so you they, you were living with your parents yeah uh, did one year of high school in toronto bishop allen and then they, they sent me out to a place in roblin manitoba st vladimir's college uh, it was all right three years uh, did you have relatives up there or? no it's a no, board, boarding middle, school. middle of nowhere yeah boarding school uh I did my thing through high school. A boarding school run by priests? No, it used to be. Yeah. It used to be. Um, And then, I mean, it was still run by the church when I went, but it was all uh, just uh, teachers, like normal dudes, I guess, boarding school. Boarding school in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Does it still exist? Uh, No, no. It closed a couple years after I graduated. Uh, Very small school. Um, Yeah, it shut down a couple years after after I left there, and... Um. Yeah, not much to say about it. Uh, so you were 14 when you got shipped off? Yeah, something like that. What, grade 10. So did you uh, graduate with honors or? Yeah, I was valedictorian, but it was a graduating <laughs> class of three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're fucking brilliant then. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. So what what dragged you into the, uh, the you became an infantier. I became an infantier. Uh, uh, Patricia. Uh, yeah. And you were from Toronto. I, I was. And I, I went to the recruiting center in Winnipeg. Uh, that was my guess. Yeah. Uh, after, after high school, I went to University of Manitoba for a year. Yeah. Um, Studied what? Uh, fuck. Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, general arts, I guess. I don't All right. know. Some political science classes, economics classes. It doesn't matter because it was a waste. Well, you look like the fucking unemployed hippie yeah. art guy but yeah i've know. let myself go uh, <laughs> a little bit um i mean, still fit but hair's a little out of control and yeah 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 um you, you left the army well behind you with your hair anyway uh yeah uh really when covid started and i'm like fuck this i'm gonna grow it all out and enjoy it and never had long hair before and i it's awesome you never had long hair nope nope jesus yeah. were they that strict at this school or what no, I have no idea. It's just not something I grew out, right? Um, but yeah, no, yeah, just never had long hair and COVID started and 
figured I'd have some fun with it. <laughs> uh, my so, first day back at work will be with a Wilson volleyball wearing yeah. like tattered clothing. Yeah, exactly. Um, you look like Castaway, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you ended up at the recruiter in Winnipeg. Yeah. And he said, be all you can be by joining the infantry. Well, I, I went in there saying, yeah, I want to be in the infantry, just want to be a troop. Uh, told him I was in university at the time. He's like, no, you don't want to be a troop. <clears throat> uh, you want to be an officer. So, of course you do. Yeah, of course, right? Uh, so we went back and forth. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, so got in as an officer, uh, went through training, failed phase three. Uh, what did, did phase three involve? Uh, that was your dismounted platoon commander training. Okay. Uh, failed that three times. It was a hard course, man. Yeah. Um, so what they tell it, you the armor core was for you or something? No, no. They said, yeah, no, we, we like you. you like stick around, do it again. We think you can do it eventually. You just need more time. And in hindsight, like I was a, I was a fucking child. So yeah, there's no way I should have passed. And I was, I was pissy at the time. Um, and they you were, they were, were how old? 18, 19? Uh, phase three, I would have been probably early 20s. Okay. <clears throat> but yeah, like just not ready to be a platoon commander, you know? So for those out there that don't know what uh, phase one, two, and three, and four yeah. involve, what uh, give a quick, quick breakdown on that. Well, phase one would have been your basic training. Phase two would have been your like basic military training. So learning how to salute, march, and that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 And then phase two would have been your basic army training. Uh, so military skills yeah yeah so you're there with logistics officers infantry officers all all army officers yeah. and then phase three is specific to infantry dismounted uh, platoon commander operations and then phase four is your mounted right right yeah. so you were at the dismounted phase yeah. yeah and you given three cracks at it yeah they offered a fourth I'm like nah man like i've been you know banging my head against yeah, this wall trying to get this done you know it's just not and it's not a right fit, so make me a troop. So they did. I don't even remember the name of the course, but when it, I had to do the, it wasn't basic training. It was kind of an amendment to make sure you. Yeah, like it, it was like your, the last training before you get to a battalion. Your confirmation. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't Confirmation training. Well, it's all changed since I was in basic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they made me, they had me do that and then. Went into three peeps CLI. Uh, spent Prin- Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry, yeah. for those that don't know. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of time sitting on stairs playing cards. Where was this at posted, posting uh, at? Edmonton. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't spend a lot of time. Uh, probably eight months. And then Seesaw Selection came up. Put my name in the hat. Uh, went out. Tried out. Got picked up and then did I, you were you preparing yourself other than uh other than usual training to join the big leagues or no no i don't think so uh, i mean we were all pretty hard chargers at the time yeah um i don't we never like I, I think back to you know um the group of guys that i kind of hung out hung out around and our you know, how we trained I don't think I did anything really different uh, before going to selection. But did you guys have the same mindset, the group that you hung out with? Uh, yeah. I mean, we were just we were warriors, man. Like, that, that mentality. Yeah. Um, you know, be field fit. 
you know, hammer through whatever gets put put in front of you. Train hard, fight easy kind of yeah, mentality. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then went to selection, got through it. Loved so what was first phase of selection? So there's people out there, civilians that listen to this. Yeah, well, I mean, even before selection, you got your administrative stuff, you know, your... All that, the chicken shit. Yeah, that 500 question psych test, what do you think about when you wipe your ass, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't... <laughs> my, my mind was the one that got, because I knew what most of the questions were being medical, so yeah. I knew the psych ones and shit, but I said, what's up with this, would I take a job as a florist, would I like to arrange flowers and shit? I said, well, I said yes on both the times I wrote it, because I wrote it for selection for JTF yeah. and selection for CSOR. And the psychologist that's sitting across from me, she goes, well, it tells us that you're not exactly hyper-masculine, but you're not exactly in touch with your feminine side either. <laughs> so, there's some weird questions. So I like flowers. There. Yeah. And I don't hear voices that other people don't hear. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I assume you were pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean... So I would you like a job uh, arranging flowers? Yeah, sure. Why not? Your flowers uh, that pays well. Yeah, okay. I, I don't care. <laughs> I got a mortgage, right? Yeah, you got to be mercenary about these things. Yeah, do whatever you need to do. Right. right? Okay, so you started selection. You've, yeah. you've passed the psych screening. Fuck knows how, but yeah. you passed the psych screening. Yeah. And then you went right into what? Uh, well, at the time, it was the first selection, right? So it, I don't think... It's, it's a lot better design now. Right. And I think even the second course, they made some major changes. But the first, I mean, one of the principles of soft, you can't mass produce soft. Well, what do Canada do? We tried to mass produce soft, yeah. right? But soft is special operations forces for those of you out there. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a big serial, obviously. Um, <clears throat> in the grand scheme of things, it, it was still well designed. And I, for the most part, I think it uh, did a good job of selecting the right people because just because of the volume of the course, like, yeah, sure. Some guys squeak through that maybe shouldn't have, but, yeah. but in the, maybe not the right fit, but they're still good dudes. Right. right? Um, but yeah, so uh, that first serial that, you know, today I think that selection phase is kind of compressed into a short period, that initial selection, right. like the aptitude testing um, where they put you through some pretty shitty scenarios. Right. Yeah. Well, that was extended over, I don't know, like a few months. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking took a long time. Yeah, so as opposed to just getting the shit out of the way in the first seven days or 14 days or whatever it is now, <clears throat> it's like every, like there's one shitty episode every day <laughs> for months. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it, it worked. It was good. Um, How many guys did you start out with, you know? I don't remember. How many did you finish with? Don't remember. Don't so remember. you have an attrition rate of something like thirty percent. The guys initially wash out. Uh, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it was first course, so I think um, it was that that attrition rate was probably lower than it is now. Yeah. Um, they got it down to a science now, right? Yeah. Um, again, first serial um, probably hadn't worked out the kinks. There's a little bit of a learning curve going yeah, on. Yeah, totally, totally. So Canada tried to mass produce soft. Yeah, a little bit. It stumbled along for a little while, but now they got a great product out there. I think so. I agree. I mean, and, and you how long did you send guys, them? Like, you compare, like, I'll compare myself and the guys on the first serial to some of the dudes that you run into there today, and it's just like, how did I ever make it? Yeah. Like, fuck, like, 
pipe hitters, all of them. Yeah. Like, who the hell was I? <laughs> but I made it and did the job for a bit. And, and, a, and a pipe hitter is what? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. It's just terminology. I, I don't know the definition. So it's just, the fucking guy that kicks in the door and I guess fucking so. I guess so. takes out what he needs I, to do. I'm, I'm sure if you asked, you know, somebody else that, you know. In my time there, I never I never bothered asking to pipe yeah, hitters. It was, just, it was just there. Yes, I'm sure somebody knows exactly what it means, but. It's not us. Know. Yeah, I don't know. So you spent just over a year with conventional forces yeah. doing your officer training. And I think it's important to highlight. I never, maybe it'll come up later in this, but I actually never did a conventional tour. So I just, well, you I just brought it up, so we might as well run with sure, that. Sure. Unless you want to put it aside for later. Uh, it's no. entirely up to you, you know. Well, I think it's, you know, <laughs> I, I do think it's important to call out, you know. Because um, you're not your average soldier. You're not your average uh, soft special operations forces guy. And by yeah. that, I mean... Most of the guys do time in battalion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying you're Most some sort of super trooper. I'm just saying that you're an unusual. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I didn't follow the kind of the same path that a lot of the guys did. You know, um, I never had to roll around Afghanistan in the back of a lav waiting to get blown up. Yeah, um, that's a fucking shitty place to be. So you know, I, no, I'm, I'm I'm thankful for that. I don't hide it. You know, well, and for those that are trying to figure out what you mean by that. The conventional military goes out there, um, and they just roll along looking for trouble. Mm. The soft guys know the trouble that where the trouble they are looking for is, and with great coordination, everything has to be in place. All the command codes have to be there. The air force, the the flights, the drones, everything has to be in place before soft goes out and makes a hit. Yeah, where the conventional guys roll along and re- react to being hit, most part. Yep. Pretty much, with so some exceptions sucks. on the soft yeah, side, obviously, yeah. I, like VSO, like they, VSO being what they they uh, village village stability ops. Okay, yeah. I don't know how many we did. I I know we did. There was a group that did at least one. I'm sure there was kind a of a hearts others. and minds thing. Uh, I'm sure if you ask some of the guys on that, they they wouldn't say that. But I wasn't there. Don't know. But okay. they got in the ship big time. Yeah. Um, yeah so. With, with with some uh, exceptions on the soft side, I think. Okay, so you're now a soft trooper. You've gone through selection, yeah. and you go into one of the special ops companies, do you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, if I remember right, yeah. And uh, what, what was the first great thing you did? Oof. No, let's hear the first time you stepped on your dick. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I Honestly, man, like, I don't... My, my, my brain is shot. Uh, I don't remember... A lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then again, like I, I told you before, I'm not much of a storyteller. I'm sure I got stories buried in there somewhere, but you got to work for it. Man. Like me, you should have written on, <laughs> written it down in a book somewhere. Yeah, well, I started writing, but I have trouble, trouble kind of reflecting and remembering. Okay, so we'll forget about stuff. the first time you stepped yeah, on your dick yeah. as well. You've forgotten the first time you stepped on your dick. <laughs> what, uh, what, what was the highlights? Uh, yeah. Other than working with an excellent team of guys. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the dudes are amazing. Obviously, you miss it every day. Like, I'm glad I got out when I when I got out, but you don't you don't you don't stop thinking about it. Um, I'd say every day I wake up, like I want to be back in the fight, right? But um, with that said, I'm happy with where I am. But it's just not something that leaves you. Um, in terms of highlights, yeah, I mean, all all three. Uh, tours. I mean, one of them's not wasn't really a tour. It was HSO or uh, capacity building in Jamaica, right? Uh, 
that's in the news, so no secret there. Yeah. I did one of those, and then the two tours to Afghanistan, obviously. Um, Were those five-month tours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because skill fade, and we didn't have the numbers to replace guys all in mass. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, well, that's what I understood. But it, it, was, it was a good length, I thought. Um, yeah, five months is just enough time. By that time, you're starting to get sick of what you're doing and yeah, you have to change it up. Yeah, I mean, and, you know... Um, the the frequency of tours and pushing guys out the door all the time um yeah there's burnout guys get tired but if it was longer tours it, 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 that would be amplified right yeah so i think they kind of have a sweet spot despite the fact that guys are getting burnt out and tired like yeah it, it's got to be a balance like you're always going to have that, well the I government's going to ask and the military's going to try to say yes to everything that comes yeah. down the way yeah. regardless of medical expert advice. Yeah, as do we, right? Yeah. Like, well, because most of us are fools and want to go at the door yeah. every fucking opportunity. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's easy for us. I don't know if we talked about this last night or not, but we go at the door, all we have to worry about is the mission. Yep. The family back home was yeah. wondering, well, how's he doing? I got to pay the bills. I just had a car accident, whatever. They have to deal with so much fucking more. Yeah. I, I tell people that all the time. Uh, the army was the easiest job I've ever had. Yeah. Like you just, just do what you're told. And, and, you know, but I also think people misunderstand that a little bit. Like it's, you just follow orders. They think you're an automaton. Yeah. It's do what you're told, but it's, they're not going to tell you exactly what to do. Right. Like we all know, like, here's my intent, go get it done. Yeah. And then you got to find a solution. Right. But that's easy. Like, okay, I know the problem. Now I got to go fix it. And I always found that easy or easier than, you know, where I am now where it's, I'm not going to even tell you what my intent is, just provide value. <laughs> it's like, well, fuck. All right. <laughs> what about, what about your first stop? Like in Afghanistan, what was? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I your first, with your first firefight, for instance. Uh, sure. I don't remember which one was first, but I mean. In a couple ambushes. Um, you set up ambushes or got caught yeah, in got caught, in, got caught. Got caught. So walk us through that. So tell us a good layout of the ambush. Why uh, did you guys get ambushed? Yeah, so, I mean, we were on our way from uh, from our FOB. To, uh, that was downtown KC. Ford uh, Operating Base. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kandahar City. Yeah, middle of the city. Uh, just going to CAF to pick somebody up or something. Yeah. Uh, bring, getting off a plane to bring him back right um yeah just heading heading to the airport and drove through the wrong spot and what are you uh, riding in uh armored humvee at the time uh yeah i think we were all in humvees yeah um yeah they lit us up with the rpg and how many were you four, four vehicles uh i don't remember okay. uh at least yeah you, get, you suddenly get machine gun fire from which direction? Mm, <clears throat> I want to say the right. Okay. Um, yeah, I lit us up. Uh, drove you, you weren't driving at the time. I, I, was, I, was, I was on the gun. Yeah. Uh, I was on a 50. A 50 up top? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they lit us up. Um, had our NVGs on. The NVGs were the right call because there was no light except for this one spot. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we get to it. And uh, with our NVGs on, and it was only, it was a short stretch. But that's why I say, like, they picked that spot for a reason. Like, they knew right. we'd have our NVGs. We wouldn't be able to see shit. Right. 
uh, they lit us up. We drove through. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, I didn't end up firing because I couldn't see shit, right? And yeah. uh, But I, I think it was the right call. I mean, Did we, you get flack for not shooting? Uh, well, nobody shot, but by the time the opportunity came up, um, I would have been the dude, right? But yeah. um, we had driven through at the time and, again, couldn't see nothing. I'm not going to just start firing blindly. And that's one of the first things they teach you. If you can't see it, don't shoot. Well, so, you're not going to win hearts and minds by killing innocents. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it was all good. We got through. It, it, it wasn't a big deal. Nobody got hurt? Nobody got hurt. A couple of vehicles that needed to be patched up. Um, so why did their ambush fail? What happened? Did you guys just respond quickly and with superior firepower, or what happened? No, just push through, right? I just so they had no people think no, it's sexy sometimes. It's sometimes not. You know, you so they didn't have up. any sophisticated like a block. They don't look like it. or anything. Yeah, so it's probably some just some kids doing their thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so that was the first one, and then the next one was just being on a block and having to light some people up that needed to be lit up, right? Yep. Yeah. So what was your second op? Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Were you terrified during this one? Did you were you thinking clearly what the uh, yeah what yeah, the fuck was, was going on in your mind? Uh, well, where the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get you. Uh, yeah, that 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 really pissed me off. Right? Like, you, you couldn't see where they were, so you couldn't do uh, fire. No, no, no. So at that time, you, you hadn't been blooded at all. You you were this was your first op. Um, a lot of pre uh, pre op training um sand castles or sand uh map boxes and well for like that, that one yeah no there was no it was just a road move right okay yeah so there's there's no there's no prep really it's, oh so you weren't going to pick anybody up or anything well that the one with the humvees in the ambush yeah yeah we were just going to calf right okay yeah, yeah just going to calf and supposed to come back uh, the next morning and did you come back next morning yeah i think so yeah yeah well, you came back some morning. So, what about your second one? Was it a little hairier? Did you, were you were a little more clear uh, of what was going on? Or, I mean, I never really thought of anything we did as being in hairy situations. And I know some guys are, and legitimately, they're in hairy situations. Like I would never say I was in a, in a hairy situation. Like we were sitting on a block and uh, doing a hit on a compound, yeah. and uh, yeah, I mean. We're on a block, and we had ROEs that allowed us to engage. And uh, nighttime, yeah, nighttime. Um, some guys, you know, needed again came out of the building, needed to get shot, and we got them. So was that was that the plan? It wasn't a capture kill. It was uh, yeah, it was it was kill capture. Kill. It was kill capture. No, no, always kill capture, right? Well, if you can, they're not much good if they're dead. No, no. I mean, it might be satisfying to take one out, but yeah. If, they can give you information all the better. Yeah. Um, well, so you were you were obviously having lead launched in your uh, direction. Hmm? You were obviously had bullets in your yeah. direction. Yeah. Because you were manning the 50 at that time yeah, as well. Yeah, on that one. Yeah. So you didn't feel that you were in any kind of peril? It didn't cross your mind? Uh, no. No. I, Tom I still Cruise don't would, think. Tom Cruise would say extreme peril? Probably, like for a smarter person than me, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, there's bullets flying, but they didn't hit me, so good to go. Good to go. So, yeah, I don't know. Get back to uh, back to camp. Do a debrief. Yeah, got back to camp. 
uh, one of the officers, Eddie Orman, made us fill out some paperwork just to say we were it's in like the tick. paperwork, yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand the purpose of it. Well, just in case you get fucked up later. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. That was the first time I ever filled out any paperwork in my career. Like, yeah. my body hurts. Probably should have filled out docs an enormous amount of times. I'm paying for it now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that was the only time, really, uh, I was asked to, you know, document, uh, you know, hey, this happened. That's a fairly stressful event. That's the thing. That's why I you couldn't really understand why we were filling this out. I'm like, yeah, we were driving, they shot at us, we got through, and now we're here. Nobody like, got hurt, nothing to report. Whatever. So what was the, did you have one that was a major uh, tick? Uh, luckily, no. I, I, I wouldn't say that. And and that and I look back on my career and I'm and like, again, why considering not? your last answer, would most people have considered it a major tick? Troops in contact. You think? Well, no, I'm asking if because you were. I don't think so. I think you all maybe. pretty much figured the same thing. I think so. Okay. I think so. Nobody heard or killed nope. on that one either. No, nope. no. Nope. But yeah. that's yeah. And then that second one that involved being on a block and. Uh, you know, things happening. Like, again, I wouldn't consider it a major tick. Just, you know, bullets flying. Sure. It was the day at the office. Yeah. You know, within a minute, it was over. Um, done. I don't know. Like, I don't... Like, what, but on, on that one, I will, uh, somebody you've interviewed in a podcast before, super impressed with how he handled it. Um, yeah, so we had lit the guy up. Derek, uh, who was the TCCC dude, treated him. Uh, he's, I believe he survived. And then, you know, we dropped him off, and I'm sure they take him to a hospital, patch him up, and then they take him to wherever. So, I mean, there, you know, uh, we didn't kill the guy. Yeah. Uh, he would have been dead. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Derek stepped up, did his thing. He seemed happier than a. And shit, right? Because the he, Afghan he, guy or Derek? Afghan. Or, uh, sorry, Derek. <laughs> Derek. Because he, like, not a lot of guys get to do the business, right? Yeah. He, uh, do muckled onto him and, you know. And I he think started he, out as an infantier. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. now doing medical shit. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him loving that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think at one time he wanted to become a medic. Uh, I th- you know what? I think there's a lot of dudes that come to the regiment uh, as infantiers, get to the re- regiment, pick up a specialty. And they just take to it. So whether you're an infantier, armored officer, or officer, armored dude, gunner, yeah, get to the regiment, get tagged as, you know, um, the depth medic, breacher, typically engineers. You had medics there. You uh, well, you were early on in the year, so you didn't have many medics that could deploy. Mm-hmm. Or what was the story there? I don't know. Uh, I, I I think it, I think they wanted to design the debts kind of aligned with. Uh, some of the ODAs where, you know, you have specialists within the debt. I think that was the plan. Uh, and just be able to deploy a debt self-sufficiently to some some weird places. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so there was kind of specialists built into the debt. Um, but back to the what we were talking about, yeah, infantiers or any trade will pick up a specialty within the debt. And some guys just take to it and they found, find their second calling, right? Yeah. Like Drew was another one with, with the medical yeah. stuff, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Those guys are always coming in the shop, hey, can I get this for my bag? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, guys that probably should have been medics. <laughs> uh, I mean, they, they, they took to the, like you said, they took to it easily and they enjoyed doing it. Yeah. And, uh, and one, of the, one of the best jobs I ever had was 
was a medic with a rifle platoon. I mm-hmm. mean, to me, that was the single best thing you ever got you got to do. You knew your troops well. You knew what hurt them, what they needed, um, any anything at all. Yeah. And uh, you, you got to know these guys and bond with them, but you got to blow shit up. Mm. You got to fire off the 50, the fucking anti-tank weapons, whatever. And you slept in a hole occasionally. But yeah. <laughs> for the most part, life was pretty good. And the boys looked after you. Um, <laughs> it was, <laughs> I'm going to go on a tangent here because I think it's funny. It kind of yeah. uh, just reminded me I was uh, doing something in the woods and my, my parents were over. Um, and uh, we, were, we ended up by the fire and my dad made the comment that, because he'd take us on canoe trips periodically right, yeah. when we were kids. And he's like, uh, take a kid on a canoe trip. And now look at him, a regular outdoor outdoorsman. And I'm like... Like, I don't know, Pops. Like, I, I think I don't think that had much to do with it. I think the fact that I slept in a hole for a decade <laughs> and lived in the woods probably kind of moved me to this. A I remember bit. when we first moved here, <laughs> it was uh, we were deploying all the time. It was a decade of darkness. Yeah, um, yep. I don't know what grade you were in. You were yeah, you were still punks. in school, punk. Yeah, grade and, uh, school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were out of your dad's nutsack by then. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, the uh, um, we were. De- just to keep us doing something, we deployed to the field, deployed to the field, yeah. deployed to the field. Yeah. And then the girls wanted to go camping one night. It's like, holy fuck, I just spent the last yeah. couple of weeks camping. But we got, I got over it and said, yeah, let's go camping. Yeah. So we were drinking and shit. And hopefully it doesn't snow. Fuck, we're good to go. Yeah. No, I enjoy camping a lot more now. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, yeah we, went, we went last weekend. It was great. It was I used, great. used to, uh, the first time I got my kid winter camping. Now, winter camping can be a lot of fun. You got to stay busy. Yeah. Keep warm, but... Stay busy. So I built a uh, a uh, snow fort out, uh, or snow dome out in the backyard, and he fucking loved it. And then after that, I hooked him into you know going out into Algonquin Park, where he would sit so close to the fire his pants melted. <laughs> but just to be out there under those conditions and and learning to yeah. to fend for yourself, it's always a good time. Yeah, I don't disagree. No, yeah, there, there's something to be said about living in discomfort and suffering. Like, uh, again, another topic of conversation that we've had throughout this morning and last night. Like, yeah, I think uh, uh, almost something peaceful and good about suffering. And uh, I think we're really good at it. Well, I I think it's good that you know, and and still the amount of suffering I've been through over the years. Like, I've never been tortured by an enemy combatant or anything like that. But I've gone through some hardships, physical hardships and mental as well. And I still don't think I've been brought up to that point where I would nearly break. Yeah. But certainly I've been challenged. Yeah. And Some I, would say I, I, I am challenged. And I think that's kind of what we um, <clears throat> attracted to or move towards constantly is um, getting to that edge and then going further. And the more you do it, the more you learn how to suffer the more you're able to do, yeah. you know? Um, well, you, you, you look back on, on civvies, like that rock climber or whatever the hell he was that caught his arm in the rocks yep. and had to cut his arm off. Yeah. Or the guy That's just a will to live, man. Yeah, like... like but but it, it's suffering. Yeah. And, and... What are you willing to do? And, yeah. you know... Um, and what we will do to survive is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, we will eat our own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... I, that's yeah, just survive, man. That's the name of the game. How do you game. feel about cannibalism? 
<laughs> Whoa, that came out of nowhere, Steve. Yeah. Where, uh, let's go with cannibalism. It's horrible, man. <laughs> well, if you, you're in a situation, I'm not saying you're actively going out there and clubbing people for your next meal. I'm saying you crash on a plane in the Andes like that yeah. soccer team did. Will to survive. If that's yeah. what you have to do, you do it. What part do you eat what first? <laughs> what, what kind of question is that? <laughs> it's an obvious question. Obvious yeah. question? You're, you're trapped. You do anything Make to survive. What? Where, where's the state come from? Where, where, <laughs> where's the state? Oh, yeah, you're kind of a city boy. Well, I, w- I would think my obvious choice would be ass. Cut off those butt cheeks and eat those. <laughs> that's, that's got a good meat-fat ratio to it. I think that's what I go for first. Yeah, I... I I'm not eating the dick. I... <laughs> Let's get tossed away. If you're down to Just nothing, you're going to eat the dick, Steve. Yeah, I'll probably eat the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'll have to edit that uh, out. Yeah, go bang and eat the no, dick. But to, to your point... It, <laughs> Did I have a point? I lost it. Well, I think the point is you do what you need to do to survive. Yeah. And um, nothing's off the table. Just keep going. We, like, we, we had an earlier conversation about... Uh, guilt okay and uh you you looked at your at your years in the in the service how many years soft did you have uh in soft i want to say five or six okay so let's say six so you had a total of about seven and a half years in there right what in the military oh, l- longer than that i guess because oh, military were- was it was total um I got in sometime August before 9-11. That included your uh, (coughs) education? This would have been 2001. I think I got in, when was 9-11? 2001. Yeah, so I got in 2001. Um, And then I I guess I got out, I believe it would have been 2012. Military. Yeah. I left the regiment in 2011, I believe. And why did you leave the regiment? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so naturally that'll come up in this podcast, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was tired. Um, you know, I just kind of thinking through the life I wanted. Um, at that time, I had only had my son Connor, uh, and he was still a baby, and we were expecting a second. Um, so I, you know, they, they weren't school aged. They, you know, can't. They they were at a point in they're at an age where they weren't going to remember dad being gone or not having time. And, you know, I just didn't want, I didn't want that lifestyle as a family. Um, That combined with some shit I was dealing with. um, With the job? Yeah, with the job. Um, What? uh, Like fatigue? Well, Frank called it burnout, Mustin. Yeah. Uh, He was the... Love Frank. Yeah, uh, so do I. I mean, I have some, I guess, some feedback for how mental health is handled within the regiment mm-hmm. take it for what it's worth but uh, how, do you, how do you I think it was handled uh i wish they were more aggressive with pulling guys out of the stack yeah like don't do not leave it up to us to tap out yeah we will not we will drag ourselves forward with our chins yeah <laughs> so you cannot leave it up to us i i as ha- having been part of that medical side, yeah, I'd see guys like you coming in all the fucking time, and you're hurting, yeah, and you won't shut her down. No. You're looking for a magic pill, and I think, I think, f- f- 
Frank gave, uh, and I gave uh, advice to the higher ups that these guys yeah. need to rest. They're gonna, there's something's gonna go bad, and it's gonna go badly bad. But you know, the government asks, and they say, "Well, sure. Yeah. What, what's a unit model? Fucking, we will get get the guys out of the stack, give them an opportunity to recharge, and by recharge, I I don't mean send them on training to Virginia yeah. or going down to New Mexico or California or whatever. That's not a break, a br- like a legit break. Yeah, like just stop." And it can't be a break where uh, the dude recharges on his own. Like, there's family considerations, yeah. kids. Yeah. You can't just treat the dude, like, especially for the married guys with families. Like, it's it's a... It's a tough juggling act, is what it is. And I don't know if there's a solution, a, re, a reasonable, realistic solution, but... Um, I mean, I was I was personally I, lucky in that I I have the one son. I've got a wife who yeah. tolerated me for fuck knows why. But you know, after the first tour, there was a little awkwardness there, kind of thing, coming home and trying mm-hmm. to blend in and all that. But after the next deployments and the next one, you just get into the routine of it. And if you got a good wife like I had, then mm-hmm. you can you can do well at the job as well. Yeah, um, but minute one of those is out of sync. You got to choose which one you're going to be loyal to. But I wouldn't say like there was negativity on the family side. Like, if anything, it was just uh, I, I don't know what it was. Like, I was just tired. And Frank, the way he explained it to me is like, yeah, you're burning out. It's you're not see, you're not seeing you don't understand the value of your actions because you go out, you do a hit. You know, you take the guy, you take some bad dudes back, put them on a plane, they go wherever. Yep. And you don't see what what came out of that hit. Right. We're just hitting stuff. Yeah. You're not getting the satisfaction of no. the end end and, game. And so that that's part of what he explained contributes to the whole burnout thing. Yeah. And then just tired, man. Yeah. See, and I, I would agree with Frank, not because he's just smarter than me, but. Um, when I do my job, especially if it's an emergency, emergency type thing, I see the results of my job, what right. I've done immediately. Right. I right. stick a finger in a hole and it stops bleeding out. Well, I know what I can do here. Yeah. And yeah. I get immediate results. Yeah. You guys go in there and you might hear something about him being sent to jail or being busted out of jail more likely. Yeah. Whatever your hit was. Um, so there's definitely a, being unfulfilled there. Like there's something yeah. not completing the circuit for and, you and that whole burnout thing it's not unique to saw for soldiers in general like no teachers uh first responders, first responders cops firefighters and i'm talking burnout not traumatic stress right yeah yeah like obvious two very different things well a paramedic they have a high rate of burnout i yeah. mean nurses uh oncology nurses as well mm, uh, on, mm. on, on oncology is so the cancer wards right. high degree of burnout yeah how the fuck did we get there? I don't know. Uh, I think you asked you leaving the regiment or something. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I was, back ju- to I was that, just yeah. tired. I was just tired, man, and uh, it was just time. And luckily, you know, I um, I left when I did. <laughs> My wife had a moving truck on call. I've been told. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. She'd had enough. Yeah, she'd had enough. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you know, I mean, ups and downs, and you know, it's been like I said, I, I left in twelve, two thousand twelve ish. 11-ish, and uh, here we are, and I have a third kid, and life is good, man. What did she do for work? 
Uh, Looks after the kids. So we, have, we have a few businesses, and she, right, run, yeah. she runs them. Okay. Yeah. You want to put a plug into any of the businesses? No, sorry. <laughs> hey, it reaches at least four people on this talking <laughs> show. <laughs> no, two of us be us. Yeah. No, it's it's cool. Sorry. Mm. Don't say I didn't offer. No, you did. Uh, no reason for that. This the other stuff's more important, so I'm enjoying this. So, what was the? Uh, you mentioned faith. So okay. you, you you grew up Catholic. Yep. So you people are and, listening and, and to this. And, and, and I'm sitting across from a guy <laughs> who, with a shirt that says "Atheism, a not for profit organization." <laughs> I love it. It's, 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 it's so good. <laughs> so we got a semi-believer over there, and uh, definitely non-believer here. Um, but you mentioned uh, being raised Catholic, as did sure. I, and I, yeah, I went yeah. to Sunday school and various masses, and even back there, I thought, it's a lot of weird shit, but they give me free, free crayons, <laughs> <laughs> which I could take home and eat. <laughs> and, uh, I, but I, even back then, I thought, why are they putting all these animals on this ark? Why are they just yeah. not letting them learn to swim? <laughs> Whatever it was I was thinking. Um, but, so why, where does... Um, a higher power come in into your uh, it doesn't really honestly the whole higher power God thing I mean just because they say it doesn't mean it's true what role does it play in your life um, we mentioned it before the podcast just a moral, moral compass granted you know you may have some disagreements on the quality of uh, <laughs> Catholic morality Um. Yeah, I think I think it's just general principles um, that kind of, or it gave me general principles when I was younger and not able to think because you're a child. Yeah. Um, well, you're not taught to think. No, you're, you're not. taught to follow. Uh, yeah, at that age. Yeah, for sure. Um, right or wrong, you know, it just gives you some initial things to kind of guide your life and. I don't think they're bad. I think generally they're good. We had a good laugh about covering thy neighbor's wife or something. Yeah. And no, Steve, generally <laughs> you should not. <laughs> but yes, sometimes you do. Well, it's just, and that's the ludicrousness of it. Again, I'll have to look them up. I used to have them all rem- um, memorized, but today the Johnny Walker's kicking the shit yeah, out of me. Yeah, I'm going to have another one here in a yeah, second. Or any choice. Well, you talk, I'll get, I'll get it. Try a bourbon. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of the scotch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, where was I? Um, yeah, so the the first three, um, try the Laphroaig. 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 It's not as smoky. Uh, it should be top shelf to the left a little bit. Laphroaig, oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, grab a clean glass off the top there so you don't mix the two up. Hang on a second. We're pausing, people. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not uh, what you'd call a smoky whiskey, but it's very, very tasty. All right, let's try it out. We're doing the Laphroaig quarter cast. So we'll give you... Oh, oh I got to finish, mind you. Oh, you don't have to finish. Fuck all. Got to open this. I don't know. So anyway, the first three commandments are about your God's vanity and his insecurities. Sure. Because it's all about me, 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 of course. Okay. And uh, then it comes up about... You know, thou shalt not kill or whatever the fuck thing. It used to be thou shalt not murder. And then you got honor your father and mother. Mm-hmm. Well, do all father and mothers deserve to be nope, honored? They do not. So that one can go out the fucking window. 
Generally, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> Mostly, it's bullshit. <laughs> so Ge- I say generally it makes sense. You say generally it does not. All right. But, but the next couple, do not covet thy neighbor's ass, woman, whatever. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. The woman's ass. But you can't stop what pops into your mind. So how? Well, how yeah, because it's, it's called self-control. No, it's called... You can't control what pops into your mind. Well, I can think thoughts. Sure, but those thoughts aren't willingly brought forward. You don't look over at the neighbor's ass and go... So hold on, when you... I want to tap that. Yeah? (laughs) Yes, but in no way was that a a thought process. Like you didn't consciously think that it popped into your mind. You can't control what pops into your mind. Yeah, correct. But you can control your actions. Right. And you should not go and... (laughs) Nail your neighbor's wife. <laughs> Sometimes you can. Yeah, I and a single dude. She's smoking hot. She's into you. Do it. She's in a Catholic schoolgirl uniform. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> but again, generally, you probably it's not something you should probably do. But the premise isn't on what you should do. It's on what pops into your head. So God is accusing you of thought crime, and you're going to hell for it. No, I don't think that's true. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I don't think I am. Why? Why? Why, why do you think? Because uh, because I can I can have thoughts of nailing my neighbor's wife. I can have thoughts of killing a dude that's being an asshole. I can I don't know what the other ones are. I can have thoughts of robbing a bank to become yeah. a millionaire. Yeah. Although you'll never become a millionaire robbing banks. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I can have those thoughts. Right. But the point is, don't fucking do it. Don't act. You probably on. shouldn't. But they don't. They don't say don't act on it. They say don't have these thoughts. Uh, do they? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. You, like you said earlier, you're more read up on this than I am. But it, hey, if they're saying don't have the thoughts, yeah, I, I disagree with that. And yeah. I would say you're you're, you're wrong. You're, yeah. yeah, like search yourself on God. Yeah, like but, I, I can think whatever I want to think as long as I'm not going to be a dick about it and start proselytizing. Run- yeah, then yeah. So, I, I, more, think, I think I think me and the big guy are good. Like, I well, know. I think the big guy has a lot of explaining to do yeah, if he I, exists. I mean, I think I, th- yeah, there's some pretty obviously fucked up shit that's been done by the church, and I don't think it's uh, infallible organization. No. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like it's been created it's by a, humans. <laughs> yeah, I, I see, and that's the thing, like. I'm a Catholic, but I'm probably a bad Catholic. Like, no, the Pope's not infallible. No, the church is not all good. Like, there's some pretty evil shit that's, you know, and, you know, we're having this conversation, and I'm hesitant to have it because everything going on. Like, it's not a, it's not an organization that should be proud of itself. No. I'm, I'm disgusted and ashamed, right? Yeah. So... But that's the situation we're in. Just because they did it does not make me not a Catholic. I am, I am what I am. And like, so, so, do you believe in the doctrine of transubstantiation? What the hell is that? Where the uh, we talked about it actually. Where the, where the wafer? Oh, Eucharist becomes. Yeah, I know. Wood. I'm supposed to know it. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> I'll be excommunicated for that. Science, you, sci- science is science, and. You, it, yeah, no, you well could on, be excommunicated for that. Yeah, probably. Hitler was never excommunicated. No kidding. Yeah, the church never ex- excommunicated. See, uh, how fucked up is that? Ridiculousness. It's fucking crazy. But because you don't believe 
that the wafer turns to the body uh, of Christ, uh, you're going to hell. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. I always it, wondered there's, there's if it actually... There's definitely uh, absence of logic, I think, uh, for a lot of diehard, not just Catholics, but religious. Religion, period. Yeah. I, I, I don't w- care if you're talking Catholicism, Muslim, you know... Buddhists, uh, Hindus. Um, Jewish, yeah. um, Orthodox. Um, Orthodox has way too many candles. <sighs> Incense yeah. and candles. Fuck. Yeah. Gag every and then, time. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's just, they, it's the organized religion. Like, early on, I think, made the comment, like, moral compass to start you off in life, and I think there's some value in that. And as you grow up, I think you just stay within that faith. Um, yeah, um, regardless of whether you agree with it or not. Yeah. You know? The the one point I was trying to make was if the body of Christ or the wafer does become the body of Christ and the wine becomes the blood of Christ when you take him in, does everybody get the whole body? Like, does everybody get to eat a dick? Like, what? <laughs> what? Or do you only get parts? Uh, my parents are going to listen to this. <laughs> they're going to lose their minds. Yeah, because they're very religious. Right? But they keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them where I live. <laughs> No, uh, I've got a couple of churches in the U.S. praying for me because I was on a website one time. <laughs> this uh, this lady says I'm going to have our church pray for you, and this other lady yeah. chipped in and said, "And still, I haven't been changed." Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It, 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 there's stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay, so fuck. This was none of what you planned on talking about. Well, you want before the podcast. We, we, we were discussing that, and you're like, no, we're going to talk about this. And yeah, sure enough, you brought it up. This one? Yeah. Oh, all right. When you said it, I was like, fuck, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, not going to be entertaining. Well, that's because we never came to Fitzy Cuffs or anything. It wasn't, yeah. But it was well, sick. some people would. It's like they're super passionate about their religion. Look at the like, Taliban. Fuck. They're willing to blow themselves up. Idiots, man. Oh, makes oh. no sense. And again, Muslim extremism, Catholic wing nuts. Well, it's the Catholics in Rwanda urging their people to go yeah. and s- slaughter the Tutsis or whatever was minority there. Yeah, I mean, it God, is, God it, is not necessarily you take, good. You take anything to the extreme, it becomes bad. Yeah. Like, I don't care what it is. Whether it's a fitness program yep. or a... Yeah. I don't know. Cannibalism. Cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never discuss that one. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually discussed cannibalism with anybody. But yeah, definitely eat the ass first. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, you got two in there. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, so tell the listener what you got going here. Well, for my drink? Yeah. Lafrog? Lafroig? Lafroig, yeah. Lafroig. So did you test it before? Or I did it? not. I, I, I'm not, uh, I haven't gotten the process down yet. Okay, so. You've walked me through it a half dozen times, but. <laughs> so have a little smell of it. Don't rush it. Take it away from the That's smell great. and then the... What do you get? On the palate here, people. Yeah, see, that's fruity. <laughs> fruity in a... In a what way? In like a... You get a citrus kind of thing? Yeah, I was going to say like orange rind. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Cool. And the... And what, uh, what um, Roman is amazed with... Is what is amazed like a dozen people in the house. 
how a single drop of uh, water yeah. can change your whiskey. Yeah. yeah, I'm usually two to three drops on most whiskeys. Yeah. A couple I, I don't add anything to. Yeah. Bourbon's really nice to add water to. Yeah, there's a... I'm going to jump in here. I'm just going to... Yeah, and feel free to steer another way, but I wanted to jump in because there, there were a couple of things I wanted to mm-hmm. just, you know, talk through. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we do what we do and uh, do it as best as we can. Um, and you had made the comment that you had reached out to a few people and, you know, they, they're like, yeah, Roman's a good dude, have him yeah. on, right? Um. I think, you know, I think it's split 50-50, and I think it's split 50-50 for a lot of dudes. Yeah. Like, some people like you, some people don't. And, you know, you, when you do the job, you do it as best as you can, yeah. and you make the decisions you make with the information you have. And But even then, like, I think we've all had failures. And, and I had said yesterday, like, I, I'm not a natural leader. And I mm. think some guys are. Um, and I think because I, I don't have some innate leadership skills I, i've made some mistakes along the way and i don't and, and guys that i look up to that i think are natural leaders you know like the crosby's of the world you know um you know that crowd of dudes um jack durnford yeah even though you know he's well into his career yeah. i think of that guy and i'm like you know what man like even when you were a, a jack a master yeah. corporal i think you're just naturally you you naturally knew yeah how to get people to do things he did it effortlessly like he I did it effortlessly and yes because yes. because he was so confident and because yeah everybody knew that if yeah. he was asking you to do it he'd been he's yeah. done it yeah or would do agreed. it. agreed and 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 he's not a dick about it no, no some some deck commander some two ICs ruled that, more through fear yeah, yeah yeah but he didn't he um and scott howell he's another yeah. one right yeah he was my deck commander yeah, scott was two, a, he was uh, one of those gray men almost yeah he was yeah. i was his two ic at one point and i don't think i did a good job for him yeah. like, uh, and that's one of the things you know we've all had failures i think that's one of them i don't think i did what i uh should have done um uh, I didn't, yeah, you just didn't, I don't, I don't, and maybe some people that were in the debt would say, no, you did fine, man. Yeah. I don't think I, you know, did enough for, for the debt commander as much as I could have, right? Or even just dealing with dudes, you know. But uh, it's a learning experience. It is a learning yeah. experience. And I, I think I, I just wanted to, you know, it's one of those topics I wanted to t- just talk about. Um, well, I think, I think the guys that you're talking about and the one girl, um, that made it through selection for a uh, seesaw. I think the mindset is is so strong, and you're so self critiquing. You know, overall, um, you're looking for your mistakes, and sometimes that can be overwhelming too. Mm. You, you just want to improve mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. to improve. You have to look back and mm-hmm. see where you've made your errors, and sometimes you haven't made an error. You're kind of blowing it out of proportion, yeah, sort of thing. Maybe, maybe because it's hard to be. Um, honest with yourself well you think back and you're like yeah uh maybe i should have done things differently when you were in leadership roles or yep. i wish i would have soldiered harder obviously i had more to give you know i'm not broken why aren't i broken i could have done more i could have fought harder i could have broken myself more than i'm broken already right yep. um 
yeah, so I mean, you th- you look back and you're like, um, yeah, just could have done things differently when in leadership roles, could have soldiered harder, and that, that's that's what bothers. I think it bothers a lot of guys after they get out. Uh, certainly, it bothers me, and I like to think that we all have similar thoughts. Um, I look back and I'm like, yeah, no, uh, could have soldiered harder. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a fair fair self assessment. I, you know, and it, I, as much as I agree with you, it doesn't change the thought. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, so I think critical self-analysis is important, mm. but I think guys can take it too much to heart. Yeah, and I think I do take it too much to heart. And, I, you know, I recently got into a bit of a mentorship program at my current day job. Um, and I've talked with this guy a number of times, and that's his big piece of feedback. Like, I, I'm a very negative person. That's not a good thing. Like, that's what we do. That's how we are uh, when you, at the regiment. Do you mean jaded? Uh, well, anytime we do anything, it's like, okay, where did I fuck it up? Where could I have done things better? Right. Um, as opposed to, you know, civilian life where it's all about celebrating wins. Yeah. And build on what you did right. You did something wrong, forget about it. Yeah. Focus on the good. Yeah. And like, but that's not what we do. No. Right? So it's a, I still haven't made that switch. And that was his big piece of feedback. Yeah, we're the, uber critical. Yeah. Um, the civilian side is more like a game of checkers. The soft is more of a, a chess game. Uh, more thought, that more planning that goes in. Yeah. More how do I yeah. beat yeah. this guy. I, th- I, th- I think so. Uh, but I mean, with that said, I mean, there's positives with how they do things in, in like corporate Canada, like that culture and that mentality. It's not wrong. Um, although our way isn't wrong either. It's obviously serving us well, yeah. but you know, to go from one where, where did I fuck it up to another where don't worry about what you fucked up. Think about what you got right and how you can build on it. Yeah. Like those are very different, yeah. and I again, I still haven't made that switch transition. And I, I, I and it's, I've been in this organization, uh, so I work at Scotiabank. Uh, and he doesn't look like he works at Scotiabank. No, no. <laughs> Although, in fairness, I haven't been to the office in two years. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Um, critical. Yeah, it's just two very different ways of uh, looking at the same side of the coin. Yeah, and developing. Yeah, we're yeah. Neither is right, but very different ways of doing things. So what 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 is your what is your takeaway from the uh, from the military? What have you taken from the military and applied to your civilian life? Uh, yeah, definitely planning, strategic thinking, and these are all taken for granted. When we get out, we all. Th- we all just think that that is what people do. Yeah. People don't think about what's happening on the left and right of them. Yeah. Like, it's all about what are my what are my own goals? Like, and we're talking about like corporate Canada, and this has just been my experience. I'm yeah. not saying this is true right. everywhere or for all people, but uh, again, the majority of the time, you know, people within the corporate world 
what are what's my objective and how can I meet it? And the the people that do well have you know a wider vision and uh, and understand what their colleagues are doing and how their actions will impact them. Yeah. How you know the actions of your debt are going to impact your left and your right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that to me, that's kind of the essence of strategic thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, planning, uh, we, you know, we have the shit, you know, call it a decision making process paradigm, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Are you a big picture guy? Mm, I think so. Okay, I think so. Um, so, which makes you suitable for that sort of? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think I. That's kind of what I work on. Mm-hmm. at the bank you know higher level big picture stuff certainly not you know to the level of um kind of global strategy or anything right. like that but you know for the world i play in it's it's yeah big picture for my business function do you find it satisfying having coming from a soft world you know um it's satisfying enough to keep me happy how long you been doing it? Nothing, nothing will ever compare. Um, and I, I, you know, guys who are getting out, be prepared for that, right? Yeah. Um, you'll never get the same satisfaction. I've come to terms with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I do enjoy it. You know, challenging problems I get to work on. You know, we have excellent leadership. Yeah. You know, I love. You know, from my boss to my boss's boss, all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great executive. Many of them have any team. military experience. We have a, a veteran employee resource group at the bank, so we have a number of employee resource groups. So you know, a mental health resource group. Yeah. And what, what this is is like people who identify with a certain topic or identity yeah. join a, an employee resource group. So we have a veteran one, obviously LGBTQ, ERG, uh, a mental health one. Uh, a Latino uh, ERG. Yeah. Um, Just because you're in such a diverse... Uh, it's a very diverse bank. Yeah. It's super yeah. cool. I, I love the bank. Yeah. It's great. And the culture is awesome. Like I said, good leadership. Um, why did I mention the veteran ERG? You asked me if any of them were veterans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we have enough enough veterans at the bank for us to create a employee resource group for us. Good. Um, so that helps shield the mind as well, I think. Yeah, we have a few hundred... Yeah. We have a few hundred, and in not all Canadian vets, like yeah. people from, like we're a global bank, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we have people in the ERG from Colombia who served in the Colombian military, uh, Jamaica, yeah. JDF, JDF, yeah, yeah. Those guys were something to work with. Yeah, I, I loved them. I thought they were great. They were dudes. a good bunch of guys. Yeah, but they didn't get paid shit. No, so they were mooching your gear and your food and yeah. Um, but, I, but, I but they do the business. Guys. They do, you know, yeah. counter-narcotics. Well, when we, we did some training back uh, right after the airborne rides got, got mm-hmm. disbanded. Um, let's drink a toast. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm getting all sentimental. I might get teary-eyed here. <laughs> but uh, after, after we got disbanded, we went down to Jamaica to do some jungle warfare training. Not knowing that there was nothing in the... Uh, Jungle of Jamaica, that was dangerous because mongooses <laughs> have all killed the snakes and <laughs> the birds and everything else. And uh, so we're doing a, an E&E, an escape and invasion. And we, 
you're not supposed to go through the village, but fuck, it just seems so easy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're laying in the in the high grass, kind of observing for a while. We got no none of our guys out there going to kill us, and we got weapons. So no, we didn't have weapons; they had weapons. And so we try to. See, it's early morning, so the light is low still, and we're thinking we can get away with this without fucking hacking through more jungle. <laughs> we got lazy. We got stupid, and uh, we crossed a point, and suddenly they opened up fire, and uh, the Jamaicans that were there screamed and scattered because they thought we were actually being shot at oh, instead shit. of using ammunition because their guys oh. do shoot real ammunition. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we scared the man. fuck out of some Jamaicans. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was one of the one of the funnier unintentional things yeah. that happened. Well, but actually, you know what? I want to want to go back to something. Yeah, because it just popped into my mind. Yeah. And this is I remember I told you like I don't remember anything, but every once in a while, random thoughts yeah. pop in. Right? You asked me like, what was the hairiest situation? I was about to ask you that again. Yeah. It was not overseas. It was during training on uh, on my climbing course. Yep. I thought I was gonna die. Like I still think, like I was done. Yeah. Like, but uh, we were we were climbing uh, in Bugaboo Creek. We we're doing our alpine phase, so climbing peaks. Like, not we're not rock climbing at this point. We're mountain climbing, right? Um, so we do some scrambling, and then we get to basically to a sheet of ice, right? Yeah. So pull, you know, uh, pull out your gear, start ice climbing. So we start doing that.